Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by Twin Bridges girls basketball coach Hannah Conan. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. And like I said before we started recording here, you are my first Class C interview for basketball. So, Well, good. I'm excited to be here and, and hopefully draw a bit more attention to uh, basketball at the Class C level. Class for sure. in general. Yes, because Class C is awesome, and I just love the whole community involvement with Class C. So we'll, of course, get into that a little bit. But um, <laughs> so I guess my first question is kind of always the same, but what got you to fall in love with basketball? Because I know not only do you coach it, but you did play it, too. Sure. So I actually grew up uh, just 30 miles outside of Twin Bridges in Whitehall. And when I was young, like probably four or five years old, we had a family friend. Um, his name was Will Glaus. Uh, his brother's Lane Glaus, actually the head coach at Manhattan Christian Boys. And he kind of just became a part of our family, um, would babysit for my parents, spent a lot of time at our house. And so growing up, he'd load me and my brother Nolan up into his car and take us to the gym. And, you know, most kids at five years old or want to shoot the basket but will made my brother and i do defensive slides before we could ever dribble or shoot or do anything and believe it or not i think that's where my love for basketball started was just with my brother and will and then and then it kind of grew from there we've had some other family friends that were always just taking us to the gym and so i kind of yeah i just grew up in a gym at a young age Awesome. So when I was talking to Steve, who got us connected here, he brought up a really good, um, I think it was 2012, where you guys were super good and had a really good team there in Twin, Twin Bridges that you were a part of. So talk to me about that. What was that like to have such success and such a good, well-rounded team at the Class C level? Sure, yeah. So I came to Twin Bridges in 2010, and it was just from the start um, a very unique atmosphere. Rob Lott had been the basketball coach there for years and years and years, and just had built this tradition of of winning and, you know, just hard-nosed fundamental basketball. We played full-court man-to-man, and he preferred that we never set up a play, you know, just fast break, in-your-face type defense. So 2012, was my junior year um we lost the state championship to belt but I was playing alongside Peyton Ferris um and a handful of other really good athletes and unfortunately we fell short but it was an awesome experience an awesome season and um that was actually the last time Twin Bridges has ever the girls have played in a state championship 
for sure. So you mentioned Peyton, and I'm a huge Bobcat fan. Uh, what was it like to see her at the high school level, and then of course have you know her go on and be so great with MSU? Yeah, the the cool thing about Peyton is, you know, she's arguably one of the best high school basketball players. Created such a career at MSU and then overseas in Spain, but you know, Peyton's just Peyton to me into my family. Um, she's just so down to earth. She's always going to be one of my, you know, greatest friends. I was uh, just at her baby shower last weekend, you know, and so as I look, I don't think I appreciated it enough as, at the time as a player, you know, just how great she was and, and how she set the tone with her work ethic um, and her expectations. But yeah, she's just, you know, once in a lifetime player, but made sure that she was always going to be, you know, the hardest worker, first one in the gym, last one to leave, um, and just set the tone for us, not only with her performance, but her leadership. So, yeah, very special opportunity, and she's still so great. You know, um, before she moved to Belt, she was just still very involved, um, always willing to help out me or my siblings or you know other kids in the community she's she's just an awesome friend and awesome person oh that's awesome so now i want to talk about class c and specifically the twin bridges community what is it like for you now being the coach of the girls team there in twin bridges and just the community support that you guys get being you know a class c school you guys kind of are the entertainment in town. So what is that like? Yeah, it's pretty special. Um, I knew it was special as a player, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, the, the stands would be full and um, you'd have parents, grandparents, cousins, you know, just everyone in town comes and watches. Um, and they're just so generous in the way that they support um, you know, not just the athletes, but the students in the school in general. It's just really such a tight-knit community. And when you're a small farming and ranching community, you know, there's not a lot of people with a ton of wealth going around to, to you know, maybe provide some of these donations. But our community as a whole always finds a way to support the kids in their various fundraising events, Um traveling all across the state to, to, to our games, you know, not even just for tournaments, but we have to go, you know, a lot of our bus trips are over three hours and we get a good crowd at, at every single away game too. Sometimes at our away games, we have more fans than the, than the home team. So that's really special. And um, I know the girls always play better when we, when we got a crowd there supporting them. So it's very unique. Like you said, there's, there's not a lot of other things distracting the community's attention. So everyone wants to be there, be at the basketball game on Friday night. For sure. When I was talking to Steve about, you know, having you on and just class C basketball in general, he mentioned, you know, a story that someone in church was like, I'm thankful for the twin bridges girls basketball team. And no one even like batted an eye about that. You just don't see that in Billings here because Obviously, there's a lot more to do and a lot, you know what I mean? There's just a lot different distractions, like you said. But in a town like Twin Bridges, you guys are it. And it's just so cool to see the support. 
Yeah, it's super special. And I and I think like one of the other main differences too from like a larger school, right, is there's 55 kids in Twin Bridges right now. Um, you know, less than half of those are girls. And so we get the opportunity to include a lot of students in athletics or clubs that wouldn't even make it to the first day of tryouts at a, a larger school, you know, and and they get to be a part of a team and all the, the memories that come with that. And so I think it's really unique that, you know, a kid who wouldn't get a chance at another school, um, you know, one, gets to be a part of a team, but two, if you get the chance to develop that person into someone that can contribute, that's like one of the most fulfilling things I think as a coach, you know, is just including everyone and, and giving everyone that opportunity to, to play a sport that they love. So. For sure. So you mentioned, you know, 55 kids in your school, that's a, uh, that's not very many to pick from when, no. you're, when you're building a team. And especially like you said, again, you know, half of those are girls. So how do you go from year to year where maybe some years you have 10 girls that come out and other years you may not have that many? How do you make up your team when there's such variables? Yeah, so I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, this is only year two for me. Um, last year, we only did have 10. So we lost one girl to injury about the middle of the season. Another girl had surgery, so she was out for like a month. Um, so we're down to eight players, right? And then trying to figure out how you're going to run practice. Um, safe to say I get my cardio in most days <laughs> that season. <laughs> but like I said, it's unique because, you know, the, the talent level can be variable, you know. I've been blessed with some really talented players in my first two years. Um, but that's our responsibility as a coach is to br bridge that talent gap and let everyone understand their role. And that, you know, you might not be the one scoring all the points, but you can still contribute defensively and rebound for us and, and be a good teammate. So, um, yeah, still trying to figure it out. Luckily this year I had seven freshmen come out. So okay. we were up to, up to 15 this year and and just working on getting more involved with with the younger girls to hopefully see our numbers increase year over year well that's awesome that you did have seven freshmen so hopefully they come out every year and you're gonna at least have seven right for the next few years <laughs> yeah that's my goal <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome for sure so um you know another thing is when you're in a small school and well, really any school, but especially I feel like in the smaller schools, rivalries mean a lot. So who is twin bridges main rival and what are those games like? Oh gosh. When I was in high school, I would say our main rivalry was probably with Ennis, but I think over the years, that's, that's definitely still alive. They're only 60 miles from us. We play them twice a year in volleyball and basketball. But I think if you were to ask my girls, they would say their biggest rival is probably Manhattan Christian. And I think that's just attributed to the success of their program, right? They've, they've been at the top in uh, not only our district, but our Western Sea Division for a long time. And so mm -hmm. when you're the best, people want to beat you, you know? And so I think it's just come from years of our girls wanting so badly to beat them. And, and we're at a level now where we're competitive with them so those games are always intense 
you know, you're going to get the best version of each team. Um, we played them last year once in the regular season, district championship, divisional championship. So they're fun, right? Those are the games that make you better, that push you outside your comfort zone and, and really help you grow as a team. For sure. So, you know, you mentioned the district, the, the divisionals, and obviously state seed. What is it like to have all of those different levels before you get to state? Sorry, Mitch, can you repeat that question, please? Yeah, no, no problem. So you have, like you said, you know, districts, divisionals, and then you have state. How do you navigate those three different, or I guess two different levels before you even get to state? Yeah, you have to play a lot of good basketball to make it to state at Class C. Um, there's, what, 83 teams, I think, at the Class C level. So by the time you get to state, you're top eight of 83. Um, most We have a large district, so we advance four teams out of our district to divisionals. Most teams only advance, or excuse me, most districts only advance two to divisionals and then two from divisionals to state. So pretty much from the middle of February to the middle of March, you know, it's high stakes basketball. It's a balancing act of knowing you got to take care of business, but not wanting to put too much pressure on the girls. Um, and really it's just that like classic March madness mentality of survive and advance. You know, you just got to take it one game at a time and, and focus on what you can control and, and hopefully at the end of each weekend, you're playing on Saturday night for a chance to advance. So it's fun, but it's chaotic. <laughs> I bet. So knowing that it is basically the middle of February, uh, where do you hope to see your team here? You know, and where are you guys at right now? And just where are you going to be with districts and divisionals and all that coming up? Sure. So we we finished all of our regular season games. So we'll have our our first game of districts um, next Thursday. I think we've secured the number one seed going into districts with an undefeated conference record, which um, was one of our goals. So we're celebrating um, our first goal that we've accomplished. Um, but knowing that we still have better basketball ahead of us. So yeah, we we we've set some. I guess you'd call it, we have daily goals, we have game goals, we have season goals, and then we have uh, an end of season goal, which I'll keep private because I know my girls really want to achieve that. But um, <laughs> we're hoping to see another good postseason run. We'd certainly like to return to state and improve on our finish from last year. We took fourth last year. It's the first time anyone on my team had been to state. So we were really proud of getting two wins there and, and and this year we'll be hopefully looking to improve upon that performance oh that's awesome so you can correct me if i'm wrong but i believe the class c tournament is always in billings it changes but this year it is billings at the metra okay so the metra is obviously a huge place i mean it seats i think eight thousand people if not more i i might be wrong on that number but how do you get your girls ready to play in such an environment? Yeah, that's a trick that, to be <laughs> honest, I didn't quite consider last year. Um, we played at the Four Seasons in Great Falls, which is considerably much smaller than the Metra, but even something as small as the different style of baskets seems to affect our girls. 
Um, you know, they're not the traditional baskets that you see in most high school gyms. Right. And so I think just being able to um, get some practice um, in a facility that has similar baskets and um, just trying to prepare them for how large a stage that will be and, and, and focus not on the crowd or the scene, but just the things that we've worked on since November to, to hopefully get us to that point. Um, but it's, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a difficult challenge and some things that, like I said, last year as a first year coach, I didn't take into consideration. And so hopefully I've learned from them and we'll be better prepared if we get the opportunity to compete at state this year. Well, that's awesome. Hey, I want to thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on and, you know, talking a little bit about Class C and your Twin Bridges team. And I hope to see you at State. And if you are at State, I will definitely be there to support. Well, great. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, like we talked about, Class C is, is so special and it's so unique. So if anyone gets the chance to to go and watch um, I don't think they'd be disappointed. You know, there's some there's some great athletes at our level as well. So thank you for the the opportunity and, and hopefully I'll see you in March. Yes. All right. Thank you. Have a great rest of your night. You too. Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports. And do I have a company I would love to highlight for you? It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.